The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu and welcome to Your Health is Your Wealth on Inspire 105.1 FM and I'm your host Sister Shagufta and I pray you are all in the best of health and iman. Of course, this show is pre-recorded currently and um, no doubt um, you may want to get in touch. So I'll give you the um, relevant telephone numbers and email if that is the case. So call the studio number on 01582 That's 01582 Or you can WhatsApp 07779 1822 or alternatively email info at inspirefm.org that's info at inspirefm.org you can also go on to the inspire fm facebook page or inspire fm instagram page as well of course you may have guessed correctly today's topic will be about ramadan and fasting of course inshallah um, by the time you are listening to this, it will only be a few days, a couple of days away, actually. So um, I think it's something well due as well. And of course, throughout Ramadan on a weekly basis, as I said, throughout Ramadan, I will be um, recording shows for you. So inshallah, there'll be new topics every week throughout Ramadan. So of course, we know about fasting, but um, I think it's always important to talk about the importance of it, what fasting is about, and of course, advice from health professionals and um, uh, ulama as well about who can fast, who cannot fast. And of course, inshallah, there's much more um, throughout the show. Of course, it may not be completed today. So um, if there is anything that you um, want me to cover, you can always get in touch. But please don't worry. Um, as I've said, I'm going to do the show throughout Ramadan, so hopefully everything will be covered, inshallah. So we know fasting, it is an ancient practice, and it's long known as a healthful treatment for the body and soul. And it is a common ritual in many cultures and various religions, and it has been since the beginning of documented history. And in Islam, fasting literally means voluntary refraining from food, and drinks, and um, this will be uh, before the break, breaking of dawn until sunset during um, the entire holy month of Ramadan. But the true purpose of fasting goes way beyond that. Um, apart from its physical requirements, the teachings of the Quran and Sunnah about Ramadan fasting carry valuable spiritual lessons, intellectual insights, social and humanitarian aims. And educational and moral values. So, from the Surah Al Baqarah, verse 183, Ashur um, uh, recites the translation O you who believe, fasting is prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you, that you may attain piety, God consciousness. From these verses, we can clearly see the main purpose of fasting is piety. So fasting is a remedy for the suffering of the soul. It's a time to draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So to purify our souls from sins while purifying our bodies from toxins. And really to find our way back to our creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The spiritual lessons learnt throughout fasting in Ramadan are actually countless. Ramadan teaches us sincere, true love for Allah as we perform this act only for Him. Allah says in this hadith Qudsi, All human deeds are, from them, are for themselves except fasting. It is for me and I will reward them for it. This has been recorded in Bukhari and Muslim. So fasting is also a lesson in patience and self-control. It disciplines the body by giving the mind control over physical desires and temptations, building strong willpower and effective devotion. Fasting frees 
our souls as well from you know this earthly cravings and everyday um you know life issues and everybody's on the go sometimes you don't have time to think and um get to that spiritual level uh, most of the time so this is the time to restore our life and get the command over our body regaining dignity freedom and total peace with its creator with itself and with the whole universe fasting is also a lesson in self-denial evoking in us feelings of compassion for the poor and others less fortunate than we it strengthens family ties and instills a sense of social belonging in ramadan people are normally urged to preserve family ties by gathering the whole family for iftar breaking the fast and this would normally extend to distant family members friends and neighbors as it is normally highly encouraged to invite others to break the fast with you and at the moment we know ramadan this year is expected to start around the 12th of april but covid-19 restrictions mean that um again muslims will mainly be celebrating ramadan at home and these traditional gatherings that are highly recommended for the evening meals will not be able to go ahead so um those who celebrate the month this uh, may mean planning differently again like you did perhaps last year so for food and drinks to prepare as well um possibly taking part on online events to meet family and friends and the wider community um ramadan is a time where it's very important to try to help others but um doing this face to face at the current you know during the current climate isn't possible but um supporting those in need in other ways um such as donating to charities and it, you know giving food um delivering food or helping those people who are making their way and they go and deliver food to people throughout the ramadan and at other times um you can still take part in that um if you do have family members in and around your um neighborhood then of course you know you can also deliver the food safely um you know using the covid restriction rules um you can certainly make the meals and um uh and and share it so don't worry there's no excuse for you not making the extra food um alhamdulillah you can still um share and give um as long as you know you follow the um covid-19 rules and restrictions and ensure if you are taking part in delivering um then of course no doubt you will be um using the correct ppe um so we know fasting is obligatory for all healthy muslims um not young children please bear that in mind there are exemptions for those who are ill or whose health could be affected by fasting um such as pregnant or breastfeeding women and um other people who also have perhaps chronic um health conditions and specifically diabetes so i will speak about this inshallah um as i think it's very important to highlight this so um quite a bit of research has been done on health implications of fasting for people with both type 1 and type 2 diabetes type 2 diabetes tends to be particularly more prevalent in people of the south asian and black african descent and many who may be muslim so there can be a risk of dehydration hypoglycemia low blood sugar for those with diabetes who observe the fast especially um around the spring and summer days when they're a lot longer and warmer so you you know we are aware that it is permissible in islam for those with a health condition such as diabetes not to fast however ramadan fasting has great spiritual significance for muslims and many with diabetes choose to fast whether to fast or not it is a personal decision for each individual if you are diabetic and you are planning to fast then it's essential that you um speak to your doctor or healthcare team and talk about how to manage your condition while fasting so i'll give you some information about um for example poor control of diabetes so those injecting insulin um are advised not to fast as a potential risk to health both in short and long term of not taking insulin is too great people who have their diabetes under control um you using tablets 
um, obviously they would have visited their GP, I hope, before um, the actual Ramadan fasts um, begin. So this is to discuss if there's any changes you need with your medication regime that can obviously help with safe fasting. If not, um, these patients are at risk of poor control of their diabetes during and outside of fasting times. So regular self-monitoring of blood glucose is um, highly recommended and advised. Low blood sugar levels, as known as a hypo, um, they're dangerous and if untreated it can lead to fainting or fits. So this must be strictly avoided. So feeling dizzy, sweaty, disorientated may all suggest a hypo, low blood sugar. And if this is suspected, then you should immediately have a sugary drink or place sugar or sugar-rich um, sweets on the tongue. Again, diabetics with further complications such as angina or heart failure, stroke, um, eye disease, kidney disease, um, nerve disease of the hand or the feet with numbness, loss or feelings should also seek careful advice from their doctor before starting to fast and no doubt um, you will do that or would have done that anyway. Um, so I would like to sort of cover some complications that can happen um, during Ramadan and what you can do about it as well. So there are potential health complications and remedies so it's really important that you follow um, the guidance of um, uh, eating in the morning at suhoor and breaking your fast accordingly. Now, heartburn indigestion is quite common. Um, the stomach, as you know, is an acidic environment and it is designed to digest food and kill bacteria. So the stomach and the esophagus gullet are normally protected from this acid by the body's own special juices and valves between the two organs. So if there's too much acid produced or um, the valve at the bottom of the esophagus is faulty, you may experience heartburn. So fasting usually reduces the amount of acid produced, but thoughts of food or the smell of it can make the brain order the stomach to produce more acid. So if there is a net increase in acid, heartburn could be a problem during the fast. So those on regular medication for indigestion, such as antacid, gaviscon, antihistamine, uh, proton pump inhibitors, um, um, and they're usually advised to continue taking them at the pre-dawn meal, for instance, at suhoor. So the control of heartburn or belching can be aided by eating in moderation, avoiding oily, deep-fried or very spicy food, also reducing caffeine um, intake or even stopping that as well. And also a really important point to note, um, I will also speak about smoking kind of on a separate note, but... Um, if you stop smoking, this will be really beneficial. And um, if you have been thinking about quitting smoking, in fact, one of the best times, I would say, is um, during Ramadan. Because if you can refrain from smoking the whole day, then inshallah, you should be able to continue that afterwards as well. Um, preparations such as peppermint oil can help um, reduce belching or colic. Sleeping with your head raised on a few pillows... Um, and long-term weight loss may also help prevent heartburn as well. Headaches. So these are a co common um, occurrences for some people and um, it can happen, due, it's quite common due to dehydration and hunger, inadequate rest or the absence of addictive sub substances like caffeine or nicotine. So um, that can happen as well. A moderate balanced diet, especially not missing the pre-dawn meal suhoor, consumed adequate quantities of fluid um, and if you are in pain or as such for anything then have some painkillers in the morning so that it can help uh, you throughout the day. Now just a point to um, inform you again that if you are suffering with pain and um, you know you're fasting and you know you're in agonizing pain or it's actually affecting you then you are not required to fast and this is you know um, fasting is for the healthy uh, individual and there are many other things you can do um, to gain that spiritual awareness and still gain reward so um, 
the main thing is headaches can be prevented by sensible measures by not exposing yourself to direct sunlight as well if we get some <laughs> sunshine then uh, make sure you wear sunglasses when you go out and obviously don't stare at the sun when that does happen um people with hi a history of frequent um headaches or migraines should gain adequate control of their lifestyle medical treatment um before they even consider fasting um and if it's persistent and disabling headache then of course please um, seek medical advice and as i've said that if you are suffering with any type of pain and um, it's causing you problems then please do speak to your healthcare team your doctors um, your specialist nurses and of course dehydration is a common occurrence as well during the fasting so the body continues to lose water and salts through breathing, sweat, urine. The quantity of water loss will vary depending on the weather, how much you've had to drink before fast, and also the degree of physical exertion and the ability of the kidneys to retain water and salt. So prevention is always better than the cure. However, if you're not adequately rehydrated before a fast, then your risk of dehydration is increased. So the risk is higher in the elderly and those taking tablets such as diuretics. So depending on the severity of dehydration, you may experience a general feeling of being unwell, lethargy, muscle cramps, dizziness, disorientation and even collapse or fainting. So if you're unable to stand up due to this dizziness or disorientation, then you urgently need to rehydrate um, with uh, regular moderate quantities of water, um, and, and obviously you can um, have diarolite or leucosate or some sort of salt and sugar and again speak to your um, healthcare team for further advice. So other common diseases such as high blood pressure and asthma are controlled um, using medication that needs to be taken regularly every day of the year. So this is necessary in order to avoid uh, possible complications from um, the inadequate control of the disease such as stroke or an asthma attack so again a consultation with your doctor should provide you a good opportunity to discuss options for you to be able to fast safely while taking control of your disease constipation should uh, can cause quite irritating problems for people um, undertaking a fast so maintaining good hydration outside the fast eating healthily lots of fruit and vegetables increasing fiber content um, and keeping active as well keeps your bowel motions uh, regular as well so if problems do persist um, a short bulk of laxatives can help but again speak to your doctor um, stress so lack of food and water does change the routine um, and the shorter periods of sleep can all um, increase the you know stress levels for some people so it's important to address any potential sources of stress in order to minimize um, the harmful effects this can be helped by um, not taking on more than you can reasonably handle um, not playing sports if it is um, a nice weather out there also controlling yourself um, and learning about the spiritual side of, of um, fasting and again, abstaining from smoking as well. This will reduce the risk of um, stress as well. Obesity, it's strange, <laughs> but true. Um, for those lacking in caution, food consumed during Ramadan and pre-dawn and dusk meals can lead to unintended weight gain. And yes, this is absolutely true. Um, you know, obesity is an epidemic in the making and it's got numerous complications and... Um, it you know many people do wonder how can you gain weight you know if you're fasting for 30 days surely you should be losing weight or at least maintaining it um unfortunately you're still eating two meals a day so um you're only you're missing one so you can certainly um uh, eat a lot and it depends on what you're consuming if you're not well disciplined and you're not eating correctly and the correct type of foods then of course you can gain weight and you will gain weight 
inshallah I'll be doing some question and answers um, that people have um, commonly asked about Ramadan so I will give that in just a moment but um, I just want to um, talk about foods that benefit and foods that harm um, so during um, the Ramadan fasting can improve your health definitely if the correct diet is followed but if not then possibly it will worsen um, your health so the deciding factor is not the fast itself but rather what people consume in the non-fasting hours so um, to fully benefit from fasting then you you know a person needs to spare a great deal of thought on what type of food and how much they're eating um, and 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 indulging in should I say so um, it's about spirituality which I will talk about that again just to stress on that but overeating not only harms the body but it also interferes with your spiritual growth um, and during Ramadan but even if you decide to um, fast outside of these um, uh, this amazing month uh, because it's optional to fast again but if you're eating the wrong types of food the amounts of food you're eating incorrectly then you're not actually gaining that benefit from the spiritual side because it will, you know, cause you um, the feeling of fullness and, you know, you you could get that sugar high and you feel so full that you can't even do anything else, let alone um, have a walk after eating. So it really is important that you are thinking and are mindful about what you're doing. So um, a diet that has less than a normal amount of food but is sufficiently balanced will keep a person healthy and active during the month of Ramadan. So the diet should be simple and not really differ um, from someone's normal everyday diet. May I add, if your normal diet isn't that great, then please, <laughs> please amend it and think about what you're going to eat. So really, you should have plenty of fruit and vegetables, focus on that, have um uh, cereals and things that are complex carbohydrates to keep you going make sure there's some dairy in your food um, you know meat fish and protein and you do need a little bit of um, foods that contain fat and some foods that contain sugar but not a great deal complex carbohydrates are food that help release um, energy slowly uh, during the long hours of fasting complex carbohydrates are found in grains seeds like barley, wheat, oats, millet, semolina, beans, lentils, wholemeal flour, basmati rice. And fibre-rich foods are also digested slowly and they include bran, cereals, whole wheat, grains, seeds, potatoes with the skin, vegetables such as green beans, almost all fruit including apricots, prune, figs as well. So foods to avoid really are the deep fried foods like pakoras, samosas, fried dumplings, high sugar, high fat foods, um, whether it's Indian sweets such as gulab jamun, rasgulla or something, or lots of chocolates or cakes, high fat um, cooked foods um, such as bratas, oily um, meals, gre greasy pastries um, and cooking methods try to keep it to a minimum deep frying frying um, any excess use of oil, oil so what you can do is alternatively instead of deep frying foods you could use whole grain foods chickpeas um, samosas can be baked instead of fried um, if you want to make dumplings you can boil them milk based sweets are um, a better variety um, alternate the chapatis without oil and butter you can grill meat, bake, things like that. And pastry, make it at home if you have to. And um, you can make a single layer instead. Um, you can also shallow fry. Usually, you know, there's not going to be a difference in taste. So use as little oil as possible. Grilling or baking is healthier and it helps retain the taste and original flavour of the food, especially chicken and fish. And start with measuring the use of oil in um, your curry as well and reducing um, the amounts you put in and you know honestly you won't make you know you won't notice the difference so just a reminder foods to avoid are heavily processed fat fast burning foods that contain refined carbohydrates so that's sugar white flour um, of course you know 
too much fatty foods like cakes, biscuits, chocolate sweets, even, you know, the Asian sweets. And also um, it's worth avoiding caffeine content in drinks such as tea, coffee, cola. Caffeine is a diuretic and stimulates faster water loss um, through uh, urination. So please remember, suhoor is the pre-dawn meal and it should be wholesome. A moderate meal that's filling and it provides enough energy for the hours. And it's particularly important to include slow digesting foods for um, suhoor. So iftar is the meal that breaks the day's fast and it can include things like dates following the prophetic traditions of our prophet peace be upon him. Dates provide refreshing bursts of much needed energy. So um, I'll continue this uh, topic after the break because we're going to go in just a moment. So please stay tuned to Your Health is Your Wealth on Inspire 105.1 FM and I'll continue to talk about fasting and um, any concerns with fasting and uh, guidance to help you inshallah. Take care. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu and welcome back to Your Health is Your Wealth on Inspire 105.1 FM and I'm your host Sister Shagufta. And um, this is the second part of the show. And if you've just joined, the topic is Ramadan and fasting. And um, if you have missed the first half of the show, please don't worry, because you can always go back to um, the Inspire FM uh, website where you can play back any time, inshallah. So that's www.inspirefm.org. And you can get more information if you go on to Inspire FM Instagram page or um, Inspire FM facebook page inshallah so i want to go back um and speak about um ramadan fasting spirituality and food and also give you um some question and answer that are frequently asked and any information and advice that i give you um they're actually not my own these are evidence-based by um doctors and ulama who have given factual information alhamdulillah so just a reminder um, about spirituality and food so we know um, food has great significance in islam it's associated with one's relationship with god um, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if uh, you uh, open the, the quran chapter 20 verse 81 of the quran it states bismillahir rahman rahim eat of the good and wholesome things that we have provided for your sustenance but indulge in no excess therein so our physical body is a gift from God. It is given to human beings as an amana, a trust. So we have to take good care of it. So how much food is consumed and the choice of food has a direct impact on our physical and spiritual well-being of the person. This is during Ramadan and after Ramadan as well. So the food that you consume does affect your behavior and personality. Wholesome, natural, healthy food assists in the development of a good personality. Overeating has been frowned upon in Islam and it's actually thought to increase worldly appetites. It causes sluggishness, dulling the soul, hampering the spiritual growth and actually increasing physical ailments and of course the most obvious one, gaining weight. The blessed prophet, peace be upon him, said the children of Adam fill no vessel worse than their stomach. Sufficient for him is a few morsels to keep his back straight. So if he must eat more, then a third should be for his food, a third for his drink, and a third left for air. And this has been um, recorded in Sunan al-Tirmidhi. So Islam sees health and well-being as much more than just body health. It's holistic well-being. Tranquility requires strong relationship with one's spirituality, good physical health, mental happiness, a sense of purpose and good character and relationships. Islam makes a strong connection between food, worship and teaches that all forms of worship have deeper purpose and impact and contribute in some way to individual and social well-being. So in chapter 7 verse 31 the Quran 
states, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, eat and drink freely, but waste not by excess. For he, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, does not like the wasters. So let's remind each other that the month of Ramadan, this is an excellent op- opportunity to focus on bringing back yourself to a healthy lifestyle in your life. And it's not just eating and drinking, it's an overall holistic way of looking at things. So through the fasting, you begin to learn how to manage your eating habits, how to improve self-control and discipline. And remember, the um, main purpose of fasting is to create God consciousness taqwa. So that's the purpose of it. You cannot do that if you don't have self-control and discipline and good habits. And what fasting does for the 30 days, um, it helps you develop that because you know with consistency and repetition, you are able to change a habit. And if you consistently do that, what is hope that after Ramadan um, is finished, you continue that and not go back to the old ways. So the month, this month requires you to give that stomach a break. By doing so, you're able to break down, expel the accumulated toxins from your body, okay? So a quick information about the changes that occur in the body in response to fasting. And it depends on the length of the continuous fast. So the body enters into a fasting state eight hours or after your last meal. So when the gut finishes the absorption of nutrients from the food, that is. So in a normal state, the body uh, glucose, which is stored in the liver and muscles, this is the body's main source of energy. So during a fast, this store of glucose is used up first to provide the energy. And after in the fast, once the stores of glucose have run out, fat becomes the next source of the energy for the body. Small quantities of glucose are also manufactured through other mechanisms in the liver. So only with prolonged um, fast of many days to weeks does the body eventually turn to protein for energy. So this is technical description of what is commonly known as starvation. So it's clearly unhealthy. It involves protein being released from the breakdown of muscle, which is why people who starve look um, emaciated and become very weak. As Ramadan fast only extends from dawn till dusk, there's ample opportunity to replenish energy stores at the pre-dawn, suhoor and dusk meal and iftar. This provides a progressive gentle transition from using glucose to fat as the main source of energy and prevents the breakdown of muscle for protein. So the use of fat for energy aids weight loss, preserving the muscles and in the long run reduces your cholesterol levels. And also, in addition to weight loss, it results in better control of diabetes, reduces blood pressure. So a detoxification process also seems to occur as many or any toxins that are stored in our bodies, fat, are dissolved and removed from the body. So after a few days of the fast, higher levels of certain hormones appear in the blood, endorphins, and these results in better level of alertness and overall feeling of general mental well-being. Balanced food and fluid intake is really important between the fasts. The kidney is very efficient at maintaining the uh, the body's water level, um, salts as well, and sodium and potassium. But these can be lost through sweating. So to to prevent this muscle breakdown, your meals must contain adequate levels of energy food, such as carbohydrates and some fat. So good balanced diet with adequate quantities of nutrients, salt and water is vital so again the reminder complex carbohydrate foods are going to help release energy slowly during the long long hours so these are things like grain seeds barley wheat oats millet semolina beans lentils wholemeal flour and fiber rich foods Um, these are digested slowly such as bran cereal whole wheat grains potatoes with skin on vegetables green beans, apricot prunes and uh, things like that. Um, Avoiding deep frying, frying curries with excessive oil perhaps. Um, Additionally, high fat, high sugar foods um, and deep frying. So opt for whole grains, chickpeas and um, bake, baking foods and, uh, you know, shallow fry, grill and start measuring out how much you're actually using because sometimes 
um, when you don't measure you don't realize you're perhaps using too much oil or a fat when you are cooking so really try to avoid the heavy processed fast burning foods because um, they'll just keep you hungry and really it'll be empty calories so things like sugar white flour um, and, and chocolates and try to avoid caffeinated drinks as well so um, from Ramadan a guide to healthy fasting um, on the NHS which has been answered by um, medical doctors and ulama um, there are frequently asked questions and I will um, certainly um, let you know as well so you understand you know a, a general point about illness and fasting so um, it is clear that people who have an illness or medical conditions of any kind that makes fasting um, injurious to the health they are exempt from fasting so to compensate for the missed fast, you've got to fast later if you're healthy or when you become healthy. But if it's uh, not possible because of long-term illness, then um, they have to feed the poor and it's known as fidia. So uh, the first question, should a person with diabetes fast? So people who have their diabetes under control, either by diet or using tablets, may fast. However, their GP may require them to change the medication to help them with the tablets outside of the fasting times and those who need insulin to control their diabetes are advised not to fast and um, as I did mention that um, people who do have diabetes should be checking their regular um, blood monitoring throughout the day um, at least three times a day if not four because if you develop a hypo that's low blood sugar levels you know you get dizzy sweaty disorientated um, or anything like that then you you know you really shouldn't be fasting um, remember your control of diabetes should be um, in good control in order for you to fast um, and again no doubt you would have already spoken to your GP um, can someone with severe migraine um, fast because it gets worse for them when they um, actually don't eat so uncontrolled migraines um, whoever suffers with that are advised not to fast but adequate control of diabetes um, sorry migraines it is possible um, with the medication that's altered as well so um, this should be discussed with the GP if um, you have severe migraine and it's not really in good control then obviously you're exempt should a person with high or low blood pressure fast so those with well-controlled high blood pressure may fast with lifestyle alterations and their medication as well. The GP does require a change of their medication possibly um, to help um, and them take their tablets outside of these times. But a person with so-called low blood pressure who's otherwise healthy um, may fast. Again, a good amount of fluid intake and salts are advised but if you are unsure, please check with your doctor. Is fasting harmful when a woman is expecting a baby? And is it compulsory to fast while pregnant? The answer is it is not compulsory to fast while pregnant. But the woman will either need to make up for those fasts later. If she's unable to do this, then she should perform fibia. There's some um, medical evidence to actually show that fasting in pregnancy is not advisable. Um... You know, if a woman feels strongly and healthy enough to fast, especially during the early part of the pregnancy, she may do so. But um, the advice is not to fast. It's better not to fast. And uh, if feeling unwell, uh, Islamic law gives clear permission not to fast and actually to make it up later. And remember, your health is your wealth and your health comes first. And, um, you know, please think about this very, very carefully. Um, there are other ways of you to gain reward as well, inshallah. Is Ramadan a good time to quit smoking? Absolutely. As I've said earlier, definitely. Smoking, unfortunately, it is wasteful and seriously injurious to health. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has entrusted us with a healthy body, body and it's a violation, knowingly and willingly, to harm it. So if you are and you've been thinking about giving up, and um, you just haven't had the right opportunity then um, this is an amazing time for you to do that because um, you could you know you could you're all in a collective if you're living together with family members and you're all um, 
getting up for suhoor and eating at the same time. So if you can manage that and you're not smoking, then you can definitely do it. I'll, I'll, I'll give some telephone numbers about that as well in just a moment. So from what age can children fast safely? Now, children are required to fast from the age of puberty. And as long as this is not harmful, fasting, um, you know, you've got to make sure they're in good health as well. Fasting prior to this age is tolerated differently depending on the child's health, growth, nutrition and attitude. So prior to the age of seven or eight years is definitely not advisable. But it may be a good idea just to make them aware of the practice. So if it's holidays or it's weekends, then if they want to wake up with the rest of the family, then there's no harm in that. And, um, you know, it just gives them that um, few hours if they want to. Um, after they've woken up or they wake up around seven or eight in the morning if they're early wakers then you know for maybe one or two hours if they don't want to eat anything that's fine and you can still reward them for fasting for the two hours if you want but you need to make sure that they're not too young and if they're adamant you need to talk to them and speak to them that you know it's not safe uh, below a certain age and you yourself as a parent need to see um, not all seven, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds are the same and not all 12, 13-year-olds are the same. So you need to look at everything um, before you, you know, you give that child the go-ahead. And, you know, it is important that um, we give children the opportunity to have a look at what fasting is about. But you have to obviously um, be sensible about this as well. Can I use an asthma puffer during Ramadan? Muslim jurists differ on this. Some leading jurists argue that using an asthma inhaler is not classified as eating or drinking, therefore permissible during fasting. Others argue that because the inhaler provides small amounts of liquid medicine to enter the lungs, it breaks the fast. Perhaps the former view is stronger since the inhaler assists with breathing and helps the person to fast, which means abstaining from food and drink. So according to the first view, asthmatics may fast, and use the inhalers whenever required during fasting. According to the second view, asthmatics with poor control of the disease are advised not to fast until good control is achieved. Now, others may alter their inhalers for those of longer-acting variety so that fasting is feasible, but again, see your GP for further advice. Can you swim during fasting? Well, there are two answers probably to that at the moment once because of the covid situation if that changes then um yes but there's a yes and no not to drink the water but obviously you know swimming bathing showering it has no effect on your fast but obviously um you know try not to swallow the water when you're swimming that's something that you've got to be mindful of can a person fast if they're getting a blood transfusion in hospital? <laughs> this is a common question and actually, of course, the answer is no. A person receiving blood transfusion is, is advised not to fast on medical grounds. Um, I'm on regular medication, can I still fast? Now, if such medication needs to be taken during the time of fasting, you should not fast. If this medication is required as treatment for a short illness, you can re, you know, compensate for missed fast by fasting on other days when you're well. And if your medication is required on a long-term basis as part of ongoing illness or condition, such as high blood pressure or diabetes or anything else such as that, then discuss it with your GP uh, whether to change your medication to a long or short-standing variety to enable you to take it outside of the fasting time. Again, um, as long you know, you know your body, you know your health, um, there are um, many other conditions, for example, underactive thyroid. The, these are long life conditions and you can take those medications, um, you know, either at, um, in the morning or, you know, when you're breaking your fast, it's up to you. But you need to be aware of your own condition and how you're feeling as well. So if you're unwell, it's causing any problems, even if you've intended to fast, then remember um, you are allowed to break your fast, there's no harm and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given that permission. You will just have to make up for it when you are able to do so. Um, does a breastfeeding woman have to fast? No. Islamic law exempts a breastfeeding mother from fasting. Missed fast will have to be compensated uh, by, for by fasting or a fidya once breastfeeding has been 
deceased. Can Muslim patients take tablets or injections, inhalers while fasting? Now, taking tablets um, invalidates the fast, but injection, inhalers, patches, ear, eye drops do not um, um, equate to food and drink, so they don't break the fast, um, although it's advisable to best avoid these things if possible as well. However, Islamic law exempts the sick person from fasting. So could dehydration become so severe that one has to break the fast? Of course, the answer is yes. Harmful levels of water loss could occur if the person was poorly hydrated before even starting the fast. And it could be made worse by activities throughout the day, uh, weather conditions. So if one produces very little or no urine or you feel disorientated, confused or feel faint, weak, um, because of dehydration or anything else, then one should break the fast in order to hydrate themselves. Remember, Islam doesn't require that you harm yourself in fulfilling the fast. If a fast is broken, it will need to be compensated for by fasting at a later date. Can people fast while um, they're having dialysis? Um, of course, um, the answer is advised. They're not, they shouldn't be, be fasting, okay? Um, Fidia, just uh, if you, you aren't aware of what this is, it's a method of compensation in Islam for a missed act of worship that must be otherwise fulfilled. If you're unable to fulfill that missed fast, for example, due to ongoing illness, then you should feed a hungry person. That's around two meals per day. If you're unsure, then you know you can consult with an Islamic scholar for further details. So fasting is a physical and spiritual experience requiring a great deal of preparation. So if you're physically unwell um, and you're not sure of the state of your health, you really do need to speak to your doctor before fasting commences. Every year when this happens, you need to discuss medical conditions, explore changes that may be required for medications or other alternative needs. What and how much you eat affects your health directly and refraining from foods that can help improve self-discipline and restraint if done appropriately. So it's important that you make healthy lifestyle choices and give up the bad habits. Be mindful of how you fast and how you break your fast. It really can improve your overall health physically and mentally. Maximise you know, the gain um, from fasting and minimise health problems. Um, and just a reminder for people with many chronic conditions, um, fasting may have no impact and can continue as normal. Um, as I've said, um, so topical medications, patches is acceptable, but um, injections are not if it's to draw blood. Fasting itself may have a physiological impact on disease affecting cardiovascular, renal, gastrointestinal systems, hypertension. Um, impairment. So fasting is possible in many circumstances. It may not be well tolerated physiologically, particularly in older patients. And um, they, these may be the very patients who are most adamant who want to fast. So in some cases where chronic illness has uh, taken a long while to stabilize and maintain, adjusting medication around the hours of fasting may simply be impractical and potentially harmful. So um, you know, it's really important that um, each situation has to be judged on its own merit and um, we need to advise the people who are maybe weak and older or have problems that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given uh, permission for these people not to fast. So um, remember one thing though, if there's an urgent investigation that needs to be performed and you're fasting, please do not delay that. If, you, if it means your fast will break, then uh, please allow that to happen. At the end of the day, your health comes first. So just a reminder about fasting, and I want to talk a bit about um, uh, the dates. The Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, peace be upon him, recommended breaking the fast in Ramadan with dates whenever possible. If any one of you is fasting, let him break his fast with dates. In case he does not have them, then with water. Verily, water is a purifier. And this has been recorded in Bukhari. Dates contain large amounts of energy-producing carbohydrates, present mainly as simple sugars, that are easily and rapidly absorbed. 
So breaking the fast on dates after a long day gives the body and especially the brain a rapid boost of energy to resume its normal functions. Dates provide significant amount of fibre, so preventing constipation and haemorrhoids, lowering blood cholesterol, protecting from colon cancer. Amino acids, the building blocks of proteins, are also found in dates, in addition to a number of beneficial enzymes, vitamins and minerals. Magnesium, which has an important role in the nervous system, integrity and in energy production. Potassium, useful in cases of hypertension. Calcium and phosphorus, as essential for healthy bones. Vitamin A, for healthy skin and eyesight. Vitamin B3 um, and folic acid is essential for protection against um, atherosclerosis and heart problems and for protein metabolism. So just a reminder, remember um, fasting is about compassion and charity. So think about those in need who may be fasting but have no food or very little. Um, So this is the month of mercy, remember. So remember to give and share and um, because of the um, COVID-19 situation then follow the rules according to that um, of course the community spirit this is where it comes in Um, we don't need to slacken that but do it safely um, using correct PPE and social distancing and you can still share food um, um, you know inshallah And, and just a reminder if you fast but you make no changes in your lives and you're just going hungry, then um, Prophet, peace be upon him, said fasting is not merely abstention from just eating and drinking, but from vain speech and foul language. Um, so this is recording um, Sahih al-Bukhari. So we're going towards the end of the program, and just remember to, inshallah, eat and drink in moderation, and um, may you all have a blessed Ramadan and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward each and every one of you Um, please make dua and until next week inshallah for more um, Ramadan topics and fasting um, I wish you all the best take care assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton